Hey guys, if I could have just a moment of your time, go subscribe to the Zedunks NFL YouTube channel, spelled the exact same way as the podcast. On that YouTube channel is separate content from the podcast entirely. We review NFL seasons for all 32 teams in the league. You'll love it. Go check it out and please bless me with a subscribe. Have a great day and enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Z-Dunks NFL. This episode, I have another guest, Zach. How are you doing, my man? Hey, I'm doing great, Zach. Thanks for the uh, the invite here. Yeah, uh, double Zach, double trouble. This should, uh, should be a great episode. So today, guys, we are going to be ranking our personal, these are completely subjective, list of top 10 linebackers. Now, linebackers are a tricky position to evaluate as is, not to mention there's so many hybrid versions of linebackers. You got guys like TJ Watt, Matt Judon, you know, Zadarius Smith. Like, where do you even lump those guys in? Because they're kind of both. They're listed as linebackers, but they're really edge rushers. So with all that in mind, I guess let's get to the festivities. So number 10 on my list, Andrew Van Ginkle on the Dolphins. This guy rose to prominence this season with injuries to Kyle Van Noy and Alandon Roberts. Did an excellent job in generating turnovers with that vaunted Miami defense. 5.5 sacks, three forced fumbles. He was flying around with his wild hair. They could pull him on the edge to pass rush. He was pretty solid in coverage, good tackler. I would describe him as opportunistic. Uh, what do you think about that selection, Zach? Uh, he didn't make my top 10. Um, I think it is a good pick. Again, we said this is very subjective. I had a lot of guys that I wanted to put in my top 10 that I just couldn't do. Um, and yeah, linebackers, it is a very tough uh, position to, to kind of rank because like you said, it's all over the place. You got ones that are on the line. You have ones that will go back and pass coverage. So you have a little bit of everything. But no, I can't can't argue with your pick. So who is your number 10 pick for linebackers? My number 10 pick was Devin White. Big reason I know uh, a lot of people have him ranked a lot higher. Biggest uh, setback for me was the 15 missed passes uh, during the season. And he was uh, 83% of the completion percentage against him. Um along with that and uh, a little bit of penalties here and there. But other than that, you know, kid's great. He's a uh, young 23-year-old player, 97 tackles, nine sacks throughout the year, and um, and also uh, had a uh, pick or two here. Um, I'm sorry, there's no picks for him. But, uh, but no, the sacks, like, that's the reason why I had him uh, number 10. Great player, just with a little bit more discipline, he's, he would be a lot higher up on my list. Yeah, Devin White is an excellent piece of that dynamic duo in Tampa Bay's linebacking core. My opinion, that's one of the best linebacking cores in the NFL. Very slept on. We'll talk about his tandem partner later in the show. Everyone knows who it is. Uh, I'm going to move on to my number nine spot. Uh, the Houston Texans are an absolute dumpster fire. Even as a Jags fan, uh, I think the Texans are in a worse spot because they're not even close to rebuilding the way we are. Uh, so in that statement, in that sentiment, Zach Cunningham got my selection. Say what you will about the Texans. Say what you will about that terrible defense. Zach Cunningham can tackle. Zach Cunningham can put himself in the right place at the right time. And he's a machine. He is one of the best in the league at wrapping up. You can't dispute it. The stats show he is first in total tackles and assisted tackles. A lot of people might have beef with this selection, but all around, the guy's, you know, he's a black hole in the middle of that defense. No, I, I originally had him in my top 10 and, and dropped him out of that, I think, within the last uh, week or so. But no, he kid was a monster. 108 uh, tackles this year. Um, he could cover. He could uh, get the sacks as well. Um, but as for me, he just didn't uh, cut it with uh, with all the stats overall. Yeah, I mean, 
it's hard to praise somebody in a poor situation i think like it looks it looks worse you know to, to pick somebody like in a in a terrible situation but who would you have at your number nine my number nine i had eric kendricks uh he only had 11 games this year but with the 11 games that he had he put on a hell of a performance um Kid, kid did everything. He only he had uh, didn't give up any touchdowns for the year. Only missed eight, eight tackles, and he was uh, covered seventy one percent of the uh, completed passes against him, which is which is high when I uh, ranked everyone. Um, but yeah, he was. Um, I think it was my number two overall when it came to um, snaps played against the uh, uh, total tackles and, and sacks and everything. Uh, it all added up that uh, that. He was uh, ranked uh, up there, even better than his uh, Eric Wilson, who was also on the other team. His compadre yeah. and Eric Wilson. But, but I end up liking uh, Eric Kendricks a little, little bit better. Just what he did on the field, he was a, a game changer and uh, really helped out that defense. Yeah, Eric Kendricks is a very solid selection. He got a great pro football focus score. He kind of reminds me of like his hair of Troy Polamalu. He's not as quick or agile, but you know he'll he'll surprise you with his athleticism. He's made some snagging interceptions over the years. He's a rangy tackler. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dispute it. I love that our lists are very different already. Create mm -hmm. some uh, create some good discussion. Uh, but he is really a great linebacker. The biggest issue for me, the reason he's not on my list at all, availability. If you're not on the field. I really struggle to give you props. I understand there's a lot of factors, whether it was the COVID list, whether you're on IR, uh, personal matters like in, you know, Sweet Feet on New England situation, you know, James White. Uh, it, it's really hard to, to give proper credit when you don't give me enough of a sample size. Uh, he's a great linebacker, just not on the field enough, in my opinion. So. Yeah, and I and I agree with that. I I didn't have him up here to begin with, but just seeing what he did when he was actually on the field, I I just kept going back and forth and and put him on there at the end. <laughs> he just crazy. he kept he kept You'll... talking he kept talking to me, man. <laughs> you'll go crazy if you like like especially these top ten lists we did it for the corners and like you'll you'll have like a, a set list in your mind. You know what I'm saying, brother? And then when you when you map it out, you're like, okay, that looks good. And then you start to question like four and five. And then the four and five like makes you question the two and three. And then all of a sudden you're questioning all 10 spots again. So the more- Oh, it happened all week for me, man. <laughs> the more you think about it, like I, I actually set my list like 30 minutes prior to each show because I know it's gonna gnaw at me. It's a gut feeling, go with what you're feeling. And you were feeling Eric Kendricks. Moving to the number eight spot, KJ Wright on the Seahawks. I didn't think he still had it. Watching him pair with Bobby Wagner, very impressed. He had a one-handed interception against Kirk Cousins this year, and that was just a little sample size of what he can do. He had a forced fumble, 65 tackles. You know, KJ Wright, for as long as he's been in this league, he's very valuable as a linebacker, especially up in Seattle. Super impressed with how he came back. It was a bounce back for his career, in my opinion. Yeah, no, he um, he didn't make my top ten list, but no, I definitely eyed him. Uh, for thirty one year old, he brings a uh, a lot of value to that team, um, helping out that uh, that defense. Uh, he biggest thing I liked for him was the pass defendants. Um, he had amongst the most of uh, any linebacker this uh, this season with ten. So not only can he uh, lead the team, he's also uh, stopping those passes as well. Yeah. Um, who's your number eight? Uh, my number eight, I went with uh, Levante David. Uh, I love this kid. I'm excited as well that he's a free agent this year. 
so we'll see uh, what will happen with uh, with him when he comes out. But uh, I don't think Tampa is going to uh, be able to afford to, to put him on there with the amount of talent that they already have and be able to pay everyone. Right. So someone's going to luck out with uh, with this pick. But, uh, yeah, he was a uh, huge part of this defense. Him and Devin White together, just absolute monsters. Um, a huge part of the uh, reason why they won the Super Bowl. I know everybody says Brady, but who do you think was giving Brady the ball back? Um, just love the way that they were able to stop uh, stop the defenses and uh, the way he was uh, disciplined. He didn't have any uh, any penalties this year, which is pretty uh, pretty incredible. Yeah, for as much as he plays, that I didn't even know that statistic. Very impressive. Uh, I will speak more upon Mr. David's behalf later in the show. He is definitely on my list. Uh, moving on to number seven. This is where the other compadre in Minnesota, the Skull Chant, arrives in my top 10. Eric Wilson, three interceptions, a forced fumble, 87 tackles. If you watch the film on this guy, he just has a knack for being in the right place at the right time. And when Eric Kendricks went down, it very much reminded me of a Stephon Gilmore, JC Jackson incident where the star of the show in that position group left and someone else, the number two, stepped in and became the number one for a short portion of the year. And that's what I saw with Eric Wilson. I thought he was a Pro Bowl snub. I think this kid has a lot of talent. And I think Minnesota has two top 10 linebackers. No, I do uh, do like that pick. I, I originally had him in the top and kind of switched him and, uh, and Kendricks out. Biggest uh, biggest takeaway from me that I just didn't uh, like were the uh, 17 missed tackles this year. If you're a linebacker, you got to make sure you're wrapping up and not missing those tackles. He did pretty fairly well with his, his pass coverage, but it was the uh, missed tackles that really uh, turned me away from putting him in my top 10. Well, I that's totally understandable. Uh, it's the same aspect with like Van Ginkle and KJ Wright. Uh, I like linebackers who can create plays and like i said it's completely subjective it's just like corners some people look for a corner that can erase a number one wide receiver some people like a ball hawk some people like a physical one like jari alexander or jalen ramsey it's really about what you like and what you value when you look at that position so uh, in my opinion i like that eric wilson could create big plays and maybe in your opinion you like a traditional linebacker who can like get it done consistently so uh, totally understandable where you're coming from who uh who was your number seven uh, my number seven was Foyasaid Aluakon. Uh, this kid's young, I mean, 25 years old, had an absolutely incredible year. Um, very disciplined uh, when it came to, uh, to penalties this year. Um, yeah, just he was just overall, he just kept coming up on my list just because across the board, he was fairly high in every category. It wasn't just one that he succeeded at. He was just, just overall, all around. Um, one of those players that was going to make the play and help his team out. Yeah, Aluakon was flirting with my list at the 10 spot. There were several guys I considered at the 10 spot. I was really debating Kendricks, Aluakon, you know, maybe even Jalen Smith on the Cowboys just for sheer tackling ability. Uh, it's very difficult to pinpoint, you know, who makes it and who gets slided. Um, great selection. That's all I got to say for that. Uh, my number six, we're going to go down to Carolina. Brian Burns. This guy is not your traditional pass coverage linebacker. Moreover, he is a Razorback, get in the backfield, just hell on fire, hell on wheels, whatever you want to call it. He gets after the quarterback, 10 sacks, three forced fumbles. He's very fast for a linebacker, incredibly quick off the edge. He moves very agile. I like, I like the space he covers. Like if you watch him play, 
he covers a vast area of grass around him. The vicinity is incredibly large for that guy. You know, huge piece for Carolina and that young defense. Yeah, uh, no, I didn't have him in my uh, in my list, but um, I actually have to do a little bit more research on him. I'm kind of sad that I uh, missed looking at him <laughs> the way you describe him here. But uh, yeah, um, my number six, I kind of went a, a little bit different direction. But I'll let, let me fin- let you finish up first, and then I'll get to mine. Oh, my, my number six? Uh, yeah, just Brian Burns. Uh, I was actually unaware of how much this guy was balling out. When a linebacker puts up 10-plus sacks, that automatically puts me on notice because I love sacks. And taken out of context, that can sound funny. <laughs> no one quote me on that. <laughs> and uh, it's gonna be a soundbite tomorrow. Yeah, man. that's gonna be that's gonna be the the soundbite taken out of all of this. Uh, the kid moves so swiftly, and he's a nightmare for the quarterback. Just look at two minutes of his highlights, and you'll be like, oh wow, like this guy was right under my nose the whole season. I didn't even take notice of Brian Burns till I joined a Panthers Facebook group. They keyed me in on what Brian Burns has been up to this year, and he had to make the list. So, uh, reveal, like, what was your motive behind your number six selection? Well, my number six was Bobby Wagner. So, I know you spoke a little bit about uh, K.J. Wright. Um, he did, K.J. didn't meet my uh, make my top ten, but Wagner definitely did. One thing I loved about this kid um, is, uh, well, he's 30 now. I guess this man, right? Uh, <laughs> is the way he uh, didn't allow the um, any passes really to go against him. He only had 64% pa- allowed passes uh, to go against him, which was top of all my uh, linebacker rankings here. Um, he just, he's just a leader on this, uh, this defense, and uh, I know this defense struggled through, uh, throughout the year, and it was mainly our offense that we, uh, that we talked about all season, but... Bobby Wagner was a, uh, a huge part of uh, keeping them, keeping the uh, Seahawks in, in these games. Yeah, 100%. I have a lot to say about Bobby Wagner because he's later down on my list, so I'm going to put a pin in that for now. Uh, my number five, Levante David. Uh, I believe he's the better half of Devin White. Both of them are great, but this guy's established himself as the true and tried veteran. Once Devin White does it more, I'll give him that same recognition, but Levante's been in the business a while, and business is booming. He just won the Super Bowl. The boy's on a roll. My my bad. The man is on a roll. 94 tackles, an interception, three forced fumbles. You talk about being a key integral piece to that defense. You know, they, they added pieces on the back end like Antoine Winfield, pieces up front in JPP and Duncan Sue. I feel like he was the puzzle piece that was there the whole time. And you know, like on Madden, when you do franchise mode and there's like that scheme, that one guy that fits like five different schemes, Levante's that guy. You can build whatever you want around him. He's just, he is just a fundamental core piece of that defense. And they'd be, you know, they'd be stupid not to spend mad money on him. I know they don't have a lot, but you need to keep a guy like that. No, you would you would have to. I don't know. I've been uh, I've been eyeing him for uh, months now for my team. <laughs> I know, I know. We we would love him, but like Bucks, you really can't let a player of that caliber go in my eyes. I I know you can't. But then who are you going to keep? You got to keep him, yeah, or I, you got? There's just so many uh, so many choice. great players that are going to be losing choice. this year. Sophie's choice. It, it comes down to that that <laughs> that terrible choice of uh, two two evil. So uh, Zach, tell me who was your number six. Uh, that was, was Bobby Wagner. I we, I oh, we I him. asked you. My bad. My bad. Okay. So I guess we're moving on. Uh, we have five. I, I have five. been uh, keeping track. Yeah. You're, you're fifth then. 
That's what my fifth. Uh, you can, um, one of your um, hosts or one of your um, uh, people that came on a couple a uh, couple weeks ago uh, for the Giants uh, actually spoke about him, Blake Martinez. I think the uh, Giants picking up this uh, this guy this year from uh, from the Packers was a uh, was a terrific move. Um, he allowed zero touchdowns um, this year um, in in the position and really f- um, filled out that uh, that struggling defense for the Giants. If uh, the Giants can get their offense going again, the uh, him along with a couple of their corners like really going to shut down uh, any other offenses that are going to come into this uh, come into their house and and um, and uh, really dominate here, but yeah, he had zero touchdowns allowed this uh, this year, one penalty, and then uh, 150 tackles, um, total tackles for for him. So just overall, f- fantastic fit for uh, for that defense. Yeah, Blake Martinez is something special, and he's later on my list. I uh, I love Blake Martinez almost as much as James Bradbury, but not quite. Oh, I know you love Bradbury. I do love me some Bradbury. (laughs) I I really do. I appreciate you uh, keying in on that, that weird passion I have for him. Um, It, uh, it all comes down to universal scheme fit in my eyes. I believe availability and versatility make you valuable. So my equation is availability plus versatility equals value in this league. Blake Martinez is my number four, scooting on down to four. 108 tackles, you already listed the other intangibles he has. You talk about a leader. New York shifted, I just want people to understand this, they shifted their entire defensive scheme to fit this guy. They put him in the middle, and they put a safety next to him, okay, at the other linebacker spot, and that allows them freedom to rush three, four. Doesn't, Doesn't matter, you know. A lot of times they only put three defensive linemen on the field, and they bring a linebacker down to pass rush or drop in the zone. They can put extra secondary guys. That's why they have so many versatile pieces on the back end. Julian Love, Jabril Peppers, Logan Ryan. So many guys who can play both positions, safety and corner, and, and even linebacker. It's all because of Blake Martinez. He's the, he's the glue in that Elmer, you know, log cabin defense, whatever you're building out of popsicle sticks. He, he is that adhesive. No, and I definitely agree with you uh, with you there. That's why I had him number five on my list. Um, yeah, there's definitely an argument to rank him even higher, but fit, like I said, fantastic fit for that uh, that Giants defense. Yeah, so who's your number four? <laughs> my number four, Darius Leonard. I know a lot of, uh, a lot of people it. have uh, this kid listed uh, pretty high up on their list here. I couldn't really drop him too low. <laughs> Um, except a couple others uh, that, I, that I liked him a little bit. You better not. <laughs> but having him number four, I thought that was perfect for uh, for where he's at. Yeah. Just across the board with the stats, three forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. Kid was all over the place uh, this year. He could also uh, defend passes as well. Yeah, I think he had three sacks this year, and he also had uh, tackle. So, real big leader on this uh, on this defense. Um, he's a reason why they were why the Colts were top defense this year as well. So, um, but yeah, my number four, I really like Darius Leonard there. Yeah, the Colts were the number one defense uh, three fourths of the way through the season. Then they slid a little bit because the Saints and uh, watch your team, you know, slipped in there. The Rams slipped in there. Uh, uh, a lot yeah a lot of defenses slid but uh for a majority of the season they were right up there in turnovers i think them and the titans are the top two teams with the best turnover differentials right behind them is the dolphins 
So a big reason for that is Darius Leonard and also Okariki right next to him. So you have so many playmakers on that Colts defense. Xavier Rhodes got a new lease on life. We'll see where he goes in free agency. Love that selection, and he's actually still to come on my list. So number three for me, we talked about him, Bobby Wagner. Uh, a brick wall, moving brick wall. I loved, I loved the Seahawks linebackers. I thought a lot of their errors in defense came from weakness from you know Shaquille Griffin on the outside. And then you talk about Quentin Dunbar having injury issues and getting benched. There's just, you know, even the safeties, they were both pro bowlers. Um, but that's not what I saw when I watched Seattle. I didn't see two pro bowlers on the back end. I saw two good tacklers. But when it comes to coverage, Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams aren't locked down. They, they never were. Uh, but, you know, I thought Bobby Wagner did an excellent job despite all of that. You know, I say controversial things, but, you know, I think Bobby Wagner is one of the best linebackers in the NFL. No, and I can definitely agree with you there. I love, loved him on my uh, list, loved his stats this year. That's why he was number six for me. And uh, be the same thing next year. He'll most likely make my list. He's just been doing it for such a long time. I remember, like, even when they went to the Super Bowl the first time, same thing with K.J. Wright. I can't believe they're still playing at such a high level, both of them. To get that value at that position and that longevity, like a Luke Keekley type deal or a Ray Lewis, like that does not happen. That is very once in a blue moon. And Pete Carroll has two very special linebackers in my in my eyes. And he, yeah, he definitely does. So 30 years old, yeah, he still has six, seven years left at, at least. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows what the future holds, you know? Um, and we talk about the future. You already covered him. Um, but uh, who's your number three selection? My number three, I don't think is going to make your list. <laughs> you definitely made mine. Uh, a lot of people, when they talk about Chicago, always talk about Khalil Mack. Uh, it was not Khalil Mack. It was the other linebacker, Roquan Smith. Um, biggest thing that stood out for me for this kid is how young he is. 23 years old. He didn't allow any touchdowns this year. Only 63% um, um, allowed passes against him and one penalty for the year. So for being that young and uh, being that disciplined, it's the reason why he made my uh, my top three. Along with that, he had four sacks and uh, two interceptions and a fumble this year. So it was uh, just impressive what, what he could do. You know, he was on my radar. Uh, the, one, the one reason I couldn't put him on my list and this was just my opinion from watching game film. Uh, I believe Danny Trevathan, you know, paired very nicely with him. And then you had performances by Barkevius Mingo, you know, on the edge. Khalil Mack really wasn't used in coverage all that often. And it was hard to tell whether the Bears defense was going to be elite this year or whether they were going to be average. They ended up being just out of the top 10. And while I do give a lot of props to Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan, because I believe a lot of the best linebacker cores have more than one guy, it's it's hard for me to put him on this list. Um, and that's just a big result of sliding other guys who I want on the list more back. So at the end of the day, he's a great linebacker. I understand why he's up there. Uh, a little high in my opinion, but he's a great player. I'm excited to see what he'll do in the future yeah i think at 23 i think he has he, yeah he, he's gonna have a heck of a career oh yeah like he was on my radar like absolutely was was eyeing him up uh i'm glad you put some respect on his name though you know because i wasn't i wasn't <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't gonna number two 
someone who has an awful lot of respect on his name you already put some on it Darius Leonard on the Colts I already talked about what he brings to the table he's built so wiry and long he can run sideline to sideline that's a big contributor to a great linebacker in play style is when he can get side to side very fast that's why they do the three cone drill that's why they also need to check how how good you are at broad jump they want to know how fast you can get from point a to point b on that football field and leonard gets there fast really really fast and i love the colts defense i'm not supposed to love anything about indy because i'm a jags fan uh, but it just didn't make sense to me why this defense played so well together and i think a lot of it comes down to the linebackers how well the leader you know conducts his unit both in the back and front end because it's their job to almost streamline communication from the safeties and julian back blackman all the way up to the d lineman and deforest buckner so love darius leonard who's your number two my number two i don't think it's going to make you top 10 list but it's fred warner from the uh 49ers uh watch tape on this kid i've listened to uh reports on espn um it's arguably the best linebacker in the in today's game he's only 24 years old a true leader um to that uh to that san francisco uh defense but just overall what he does like you were talking sideline to sideline wherever you want to put this kid he's going to be there to make to make a play yeah and you know i'm not really sure why you wouldn't think i have fred warner on my list because you know who's number one you know who I put at number you got Fred one? Warner? It's Fred Warner. So uh, I uh, I put him in the highest of high. Uh, I'm uh, I'm a huge fan of Fred Warner. And if you who wait, who do you think I would have had above Darius Leonard if it wasn't Fred Warner? Like, cause the op- the options are kind of. Well, my not well be my number one here. I'll let you uh, continue talking about Fred Warner, but I'll, I'll go my number one after you. Okay. Now I'm just I'm just curious because. Um, Fred's fantastic. You talk about the departure of Quan Alexander due to injury and then trade to New Orleans, and then Drake Greenlaw being in and out of the lineup. They brought in, you know, Aziz Alshayar, who did okay. But were so many moving pieces from the corners, the safeties. They had four safeties playing, seven corners playing this year. The D line shifted all over Timbuktu, losing Bosa, losing, you know, Solomon Thomas, losing pretty much everybody that they had planned on being there at the beginning of the year it was a huge you know face you know facelift makeover but fred was there through it all you talk about just when i think of a good linebacker in today's modern nfl i don't think of a pass rusher i think of someone who can tackle cover the pass the very modernized hybrid type player and in my eyes no one epitomizes what a linebacker is supposed to do nowadays more than Fred Warner. No, I can completely agree with you there. So, who's now? I yeah. All right, my number one, now. Now I got your I got yeah. your attention here. The anticipation. So not only did he get snubbed from your top ten list, he also got snubbed as defensive player of the year. T.J. Oh, Watt. I see. Okay. Ah, uh, I thought you were going to no, put him no, on no. No, no, no. There's I'm a reason, though. <laughs> TJ didn't make the list because it's like Zadarius Smith and Khalil Mack. It or is. Or even like, well, what's another guy? Leonard Floyd, for that matter. Like, guys who are really good, but they just don't play the linebacker position the way that I see it. That's why it's so subjective. Like, I prefaced this episode because I knew 
I knew you were thinking mm -hmm. about putting Watt on this list, and that's what made me rethink my entire thought process. But I was like, you know what, Zach? As soon as as soon as I thought about like Andrew Van Ginkle and like Eric Wilson, I had my direction already pitted out. Um, but what else? What else can be said about T.J. Watt? I'll let you go ahead. Oh man, no, th yeah, this was a uh, yeah. This performance this year, I don't know how he uh, he got passed up over uh, for Donald. No, no disrespect to Donald, he's a fantastic player. But what T.J. Watt did this year for that Pittsburgh defense was a huge reason why they went undefeated for over half the season. Um, he only gave up fifty, like he did everything. So it was fifty percent completion passes against him, which is extremely low. Fifteen sacks, he led the league this year with that. Forced fumbles, interceptions. He had seven pass defenders this year. So for everything that he did, wherever he was placed on the field and whatever the Steelers wanted to do with him, he made it count. That was a big, big reason why he was my number one. Didn't matter where you put him on the field, he was going to make the play. Yeah. Um, to cover my own ass, uh, I didn't put anybody who was a pass rush, edge rusher on my list. Uh, so no one gets upset about that. My list is linebackers who are actually like cover in the field. TJ Watts, an, an excellent linebacker. He's just used, you know, for pass rushing. So, oh, and um, I can agree with you there. That's why I kind of went back and forth, right. and I was asking you a couple weeks no, back. He, hey, what do you he think? He is a linebacker. This? He is. A, I knew you were gonna do him too. Um, he's a hundred percent a linebacker. If I wanted to go with edge rush linebackers, he would be number one on my list too. I feel like we, my man, we could actually do a separate episode on pass rushing linebackers. Like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's good. a whole nother topic, you know, because I feel like there's two types of linebackers in this NFL, right? Yeah, and that's why this list was so hard uh, to come up with. You, you have no idea how many times <laughs> I changed my top 10. Was TJ Watt number one through it all, though? Yeah, I, I have number one the entire right. time. He didn't. He didn't really move. Yeah, TJ Watt's fantastic. I watched all sixteen games for Pittsburgh. Watched all sixteen games for the LA Rams. Um, gonna be honest, TJ Watt elevated the level of his team around him. Uh, I was really upset when he didn't win Defensive Player of the Year. I thought that was a travesty. Um, but then I watched Aaron. Well, that, did that make that make Donald his third or fourth in a row? Third. It's his third overall, third. not incredible. in a row. A third overall okay got it last year and it's i i was very upset about that and then i watched aaron donald i watched his film for 16 games yeah i know it's it's, it's tough it's, i really you know the you know what helped me make that decision i realized it, it the stats go what you know the eye test you know would go what like off initial glance but when you watch actual game film i completely understand because when you put it in the context TJ Watt had nine first rounders on that defense around him. And then you go to Aaron Donald. He has Jalen Ramsey. Other than Jalen Ramsey, the entire team is second, third, what undrafted. Uh, he's got guys like Morgan Fox pass rushing with him. He's got linebackers, you know, like, I don't know, Micah Kaiser. Just names that nobody would know absolute no names on the defense and you know they of course have ramsey but you know troy hill they got guys in the back like jordan fuller or you know just so many or john johnson names that people wouldn't think of you know because it's just aaron donald and company um i i think tj watt is beyond spectacular and it's it's almost unfair it's like comparing lebron and mj they don't even play the same position 
and everybody's like, let's make a second Space Jam. So. Oh, yeah. So. We're kind of excited about that movie, by the way. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Just a little, just a little. (laughs) We're we're segueing, but uh, it's okay. We always go a little off the beaten path at the end of the episode because it's a nice way to fodder out the the rest of the time. Uh, Did you overall like my list? Did you think I made some good picks on there? Yeah, no, definitely. uh, A lot of the guys on your list were on mine and ones I had considered, except for a dude from uh, Carolina, but... No, I yeah. thought it was a uh, it was a great list. Really can't argue it. Um, it is subjective, and you can the number one pick overall or number one on this list here. You can tell it's between Fred Warner and TJ uh, TJ Watt. So, um, yeah, both I mean, uh, both great picks, and uh, and yeah, no, I enjoyed the list. Yeah, I'm, I love that you went very unique. You know, for Roquan Smith and. I love that selection up there that high. You know, it's something to shake it up. Um, kind of like when I rank the corners and I put Bradbury, I think, at number two or number three. And people are like, mm-hmm. what? Or like, you can't do that. I'm like, well, I just did. So, you know, you did. what are people going to do about that? You know, it's 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 an opinion. Not, Not a, a damn, damn thing. thing. It's my fucking opinion. First F-bomb this episode, but that's okay. There we go. Let <laughs> it out. It's been unleashed. Uh is there anything you would like to say to listeners before I wrap the show up, my man? No, I really enjoyed it. I appreciate you uh, inviting me on the show. I'd love to do it again. And then for all the listeners out there, 10 days until free agency. No, Let's I'm get really it. Excited. Especially like the Jags got the most cap space. So shopping spree. <laughs> my team's been there and it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't, I'll tell you that. It doesn't, you know, ideally it's not like a Madden franchise rebuild. You know, you'd all hope it would be. Um, that's how it goes, man. Thank you for being on the show, Zach. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day. Uh, you were an excellent, knowledgeable guest. It was very fun to discuss with you. I will definitely have you back on, maybe for the draft. I, 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 I'm, I'm throwing around this idea. Uh, it's kind of a big idea for draft night. I, I would have a podcast like live stream segment, and all the fan bases that are picking the first round, I would, I'd have a fan lined up to talk about their pick like as as it's happening so i think it's a great idea it's just really hard to like turn into a reality because i gotta like fetch up 30 some people from different fan bases that's what facebook's for i guess but (laughs) Uh it's just as long as we all get a boo goodell right right you gotta boo the commission (laughs) gotta 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 keep the tradition that brother Thank you guys for listening. This has been another episode of Xenox NFL. Have a blessed Sunday and have a great week.